0: Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com That's T-E-C O V A S dot com and point your toes west.
2: and it's it is just it's just kind of got some a little bit of magic to it play date again is what it's
0: called and it's and a two it year wait because they can't wait, produce yeah. enough of these fast enough is this yeah. made by some Latvian goat herders that are just <laughs> catching up to 1992 in terms of handheld game technology? Why would I want that when I could have on my phone a downloadable version of GTA five in full high definition with incredible sound effects and two-player capability? Why would I want that instead of this? Because some people just want simple games
2: that you can <laughs> drop in your pocket and play. And it's got some real magic in some of these games.
0: This is the ZabeCast. From the mean streets of McLean, Virginia, to the Harvard of the West, UC Santa Barbara. You got 30 minutes for some honest conversation about sports, life, and more? Well, good. Buckle up and let's go! Feeling Wednesday, September six, two 2023. Thank you for downloading. We are going to get right to it with Charge in just a second. Email me, always, at yahoo.com. Love the feedback, positive, negative, constructive, sometimes not constructive. That's okay. Comes right to me, no assistant handles it, and I read it all. Don't respond as much via email anymore, but trust me, I read it. Luke Wexler says, Zabe, what about the barstool layoffs? I'll keep it simple. My quiet, non-sports girlfriend and I are driving back from Florida to Nashville, and I threw the Friday pod on, per usual. About 35 minutes in, I turned it down for a second, and I asked Maddie, my girlfriend, who I thought was asleep in the front, and she perked up and said, Hey, you can't turn it off. I'm waiting to hear about the barstool layoffs. Well, I look around and I go, Um... I don't think he's going to talk about those. She insisted you were going to talk about it. And then when we got to the end of the podcast, all we could do was laugh. Sure enough, you whiffed. I went back to the open, heard the tease, and realized you forgot. Anyway, not trying to clog up the inbox, but figured to get a kick out of it. Keep that blue meth quality product coming, boss. I'll never stop listening. Thank you, Luke. Appreciate that. Yes, this is part of why we have the new podcast open. I would oftentimes write a tease, and, and writing that little teaser, it's, it's trickier than you think for to get it even right, and I think most of the time it's half-assed. And I oftentimes will write it with my list of, I'm going to talk about this, 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 and this. Then I get into it with guest A, B, or C, and I'll forget, or I'll leave it out because of time constraints. So it leads to these, shall we say, continuity errors in the podcast. So I think this alleviates that because I just hit you a gun, pow, pow. A little soundbite from what did happen. I know it happened because I pulled it from the main body of the podcast and put it at the front to get you hooked in, hopefully, and listen to the whole thing. Okay, so Barstool. Apparently, Portnoy announced that they had laid people off, a non-insignificant number, whatever that is, a a decent amount of employees to right-size the company, which he claims was losing upwards of $10 million a year. Now, a lot of this might have been driven by the Penn acquisition, which they're now out of, in which they said, we got to grow, got to grow, got to grow, hire this person, hire that person, build this, do that. And so they got bloated in terms of staff. So maybe they're right size now. Portnoy says, I just want to break even. I just want to break even from now until the end of time, which really is not much of a business strategy. And so... As a fan of Barstool and as a guy who thinks that Portnoy is a driven, maniacal, sometimes controversial genius, and a guy who's also very, uh, I think, talented as a character of who he is. And it, when I say he's a character, I mean he is who he is, but he he leverages that very well. I find him very entertaining. That said, I now look at Barstool and I think, damn, if I had to graph the company, I would start drawing the line slightly downwards. I think, just my personal opinion, that Barstool may have peaked. And this is not an insult in any way, or, or a stone-cold prediction, uh, although uh, uh, ice-cold locks, stone-cold, what is that uh, Twitter account? Um, ice-cold takes? Come, I can't remember this now. Anyway. I'm not saying it as a big stake in the ground. Barstool has peaked. They're all downhill from here. And I'm not saying it as a hater. Far from it. I'm impressed and admiring of what he built. I just realized that nothing lasts forever in the ever-changing media, sports media zeitgeist. And so Barstool had its moment, its run, incredible ascension. The deal with Penn made Portnoy a very rich man got the company back, but what is now the company? The company is the number one sports podcast in the country, the wildly popular, pardon my take, which I do listen to from time to time, and I like both those guys. Never met them, but I like them. And a handful of other kind of popular blogs and kind of popular podcasts, and they sell shirts. And they do talk about gambling, although I haven't really noticed many, somebody who is much more of a barstool fanatic can tell me about this. I haven't noticed if they're not promoting gambling as much in all their content because they no longer have a stake in it. They no longer have Penn behind them. Is that the case or not? They're still degenerates, all of them, and that's a compliment, I can assure you. But are they pushing it as much? So what are they? They are a media content company. They got uh, number one uh, sports podcast in the country. That's very valuable. A number of others that do well. They don't have the Call Her Daddy podcast anymore. Uh, that was incredibly lucrative and popular. Um, they have blogs which are persisting, and their bloggers are pretty funny. But, I mean, look, 2006 called. They want their internet back. Blogging in it these days, and I'm not sure what the economics of it are. They're probably not very good. Uh, they do events, obviously, especially the golf division. Does the Barstool Classic? That has to be profitable. I would say it's a nice company, but where's the upside? Where's the headroom? Where are they going from here? How long can they remain in that public spotlight? I do hope that it leads them to once again get the pirate ship mentality to say, fuck it, fuck everybody. We're going to tell you what we think and you can get pissed off if you want. Problem is, cancel culture is real and they'll keep coming for guys like Portnoy and others. I do think... (laughs) The, the argument he got into with the pizza shop owner of Dragon Pizza in Somerville, Mass., was funny as shit. This guy had it out for Portnoy because he didn't like his pizza. And didn't like Portnoy. So there's just two grown men motherfucking each other on the sidewalk, including Portnoy calling him a, a fat fuck with a t-shirt that was five sizes too small. Just because he had a little bit of a, a little Winnie the Pooh belly. Also, I saw where Portnoy interviewed... The romper stomper, the uh, gal who was at the Morgan Wallen concert, saw her mom get jumped by a couple of other thirsty girls. And next thing you own, next thing you know, I should say, the next thing you know, the romper stomper girl is in there. And she's grabbing chicks by the hair, throwing them out of the porta potty Mom was about to get a nuclear swirly, and so, of course, Portnoy interviewed her. And it was mildly entertaining, but then I'm like, so this is the company. This is what they do. This is their content going forward. I mean, how far can you take this? Here was a snippet of that interview. What's your mom say about the whole thing?
1: Oh, she is just like a nervous wreck. She's like she uh, she's just nervous she's just like oh my god like i'm so embarrassed like i can't believe this like is viral like this and i'm like girl you're lucky i was there yeah if I she wasn't, was if she got a uh,
0: uh, porta potty swirly which is probably like the worst thing a human can have happen oh, to them
1: yeah she literally would have got a swirly and the that would have been disgusting like i had to <laughs>
0: Well, I appreciate you coming on, giving the story. I'm sure
2: people yeah. like hearing it. So Delaney, right? That's your name. Yes,
1: Delaney. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: Delaney talks to statues. Jimmy Buffett. Um, look it up. That's a great song, by the way. <laughs> okay. Uh All right. Thank you. Good luck. Uh yes, We'll see course. where you go.
0: Now, I'm sure. <laughs> no. I'm sure there's going to continue to get bigger because it just yeah. came out. No, no, it's not going to get bigger. It's already being forgotten about. Yesterday,
1: right? I know. I know. I know. I know. So guess we'll see embrace what
0: happens. It. Yeah, right. Embrace it. Yeah, embrace it. All the right. Kicker. Thank you. Talk to <laughs> yes, you later. Thank
1: you. Embrace Bye. it.
0: I think what Portnoy should do is invite her to fight in one of his rough and rowdy bouts. That's probably the best she's going to do. Hell, even the, that motherfucker ain't real chick, Tiffany Gomez, after disappearing for a long time, after going viral with her meltdown on the plane is now trying to reinvent herself as sort of a self-help guru and find your inner peace and, uh, blah, 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 you know, and she's looking hot as shit. So she's, put the work in to get herself dialed in for public exposure. But where's that going to go exactly? Don't know. So big picture. I don't know what Barstool's going to become. I don't know how bad the layoffs are. I like a lot of their personalities. Admire what Portnoy has built. It's incredible. He's very rich. But I'd say the future for the company is murky. Now, the one thing I want, and please, God, please, get Portnoy back on Barstool Sports Advisors. Please, maybe his schedule now will allow for it. That show with Portnoy and Stu and Big Cat and Tommy Smoke's funniest fucking thing ever. I literally made an appointment to watch it as soon as it dropped every week. And that's hard to say about much of the content that gets put out these days on the internet. Jay Moore has married Jeannie Buss. What The fuck. Pardon my French. Jay Moore is a certifiably bad guy. I know this firsthand because he used to work at Fox Sports Radio. They gave him afternoon drive and it lasted like two years maybe. He got bored with it, pissed people off, and he was gone. On to his next scam. When Jay Moore was at low tide, when he had no acting offers because he had Blown up whatever career he had in Hollywood following uh, Jerry Maguire and some other awful movie that he did. I forget the name of it. It was like a serious movie, Pay It Forward. Is that am I thinking about that right? He's at low tide. He's got nothing going on, and he does a very savvy thing. He do, he does radio row at the Super Bowl, so he goes around to station after station after station. He starts you know cracking wise about sports and football, which he's good at as much as anybody, really. But his whole hook was, hey, this guy used to be in Hollywood these guys he was Jerry McGuire you, you you know Bob Sugar, don't you? You know Jay Moore, right? So they gave him his own show. Uh, well at Radio Row so he, he, he helps put out there, hey I could do this. And sure, anyone can do sports radio for a short period of time. Everyone can do one show in their life. Just one, but what are you gonna do on Tuesday? You're gonna have the requisite energy, the requisite interest, you gonna do the homework to do it Are you gonna last? Not a lot of us, not a lot of us out there who can last and stand the test of time. But then again, we're not looked at as commodities. We're looked at as, eh, whatever. Well, we'll get this guy, this radio lifer. So Jay Moore goes around, and when he came and he interviewed with Scott and I in person, he farted on us, and I don't mean farted in our presence and was demure about it, like, oh, gee, I'm sorry about that, or even farted a silent but deadly and tried to just play it off like, one mm, me, no, no. He farted on purpose and then got up and directed his ass towards us to fart on us and then scooped it with his hand at us. (laughs) Total bag of shit, dipshit. He ends up marrying Nikki Cox. Nikki Cox, who at one time was insanely hot. I believe she was on Las Vegas, the TV show absolute minty prime Nikki Cox. She's kind of gone downhill since then, a lot of plastic surgery, a lot of lip uh, injections, etc. That doesn't last. He then somehow schmoozes up to Jeannie boss, a heiress of a billionaire who owns one of the five most iconic franchises in the world in sports, the Lakers. And he makes her fall in love. Speaking of that motherfucker ain't real, he might be some sort of alien or shapeshifter or mental artist or or not of this earth that he can convince these women to be like, oh, Jay Moore, you're great. And look at the photos of him and her together. It's not like Jay Moore has gotten his life together and he's in the best shape he's ever been in. He's looking lean and healthy and off the boot. (laughs) It looks like shit. Looks like a toad. Got married. People around the couple say they are wildly in love, despite a fairly significant age difference between him and her. She's older. I mean, I think she's older. I'd have to check that. Maybe not. But either way, some people, for some reason that I can't explain, keep failing upwards and with incredible success time after time after time. Maybe I shouldn't hate on it. Maybe I should try to learn the secret of how they do it. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. You know, we're driven by the search for better. bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. All right, let's go to the great white north. It is Church time. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Paul Charchi and guillotineleagues.com joining us. There is still time, by the way, for you to sign up for a guillotine league, to organize one yourself, play for money, for whiskey, for pride of country, for king and land, whatever it is you want to play for, jump on in. It's a great supplement to your regular shitty league you're going to lose. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Beauty, way to go! Take off. All right, you uh, you brought something. You brought two things to the table to start today, and I am gonna clear out to the top of the key, put my hands on my shorts, and let you do your shit. What do you got for me today, Church? Uh,
2: Number one, dropped off my uh, my daughter for her final year of high school, senior year, and first day, first day of school for 12 straight years i have a picture of my daughter in front of the school with her hand her hand uh, holding up the numbers number of the year she's in so in first grade she was holding up 1 second grade she was holding up two fingers third grade three fingers and so on and so forth all the way up to 12th grade okay. and it's it's turned into a nice little photo album spread across 12 years of dropping my kid off at school and just seeing how your kids changed and the clothes have changed and the hairstyles changed and all the other stuff. And just a recommendation for parents out there, young parents that might want to do something like that. It's a a nice little tradition.
0: I am, by the way, playing the great Bob Carlisle, Butterfly Kisses. I did this this morning on my show in Milwaukee. So for those that listen to both this product and the show in Milwaukee, I'm aware I'm doing the same bit over again, <laughs> but it's appropriate with charge. You know this song by the way, I don't. Oh, it's one of the most sweet yet reviled songs out there. This artist, Bob Carlisle, really a one hit wonder, wrote a song and performed it called Butterfly Kisses about a father wow. and daughter and the growing up process. And if you were to yeah. read the lyrics of it, you would probably vomit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: little uh, It's not "Cats in the Cradle"
0: syrup again. No, it it is. It, it this is sort of the bookend. "Cats in the Cradle" was about a father and son, was it not? Mm. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: So this is a yes. dad and a daughter. Butterfly but sure
2: kisses. It's a little different, but you okay. know, it's at that
0: level of syrupy, sweet, saccharine. Is it? But, yes. Oh, I don't know what times, you. T- yes, times 10, anyone who knows it. And when you're done today on the podcast, just take a listen, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, that thing is really out of control. So that's a sweet thing. Now, if I could jump the route, Asante yeah. Samuel style here, and maybe I'll get burned for a touchdown, maybe it's a pick six, but I'm going to jump the route. Let me guess, Charge. Finally, on this final year of high school, she says to you, Dad, I'm now. No more. I don't want to take the picture this year. And your perfect set was rendered incomplete because she just said, I'm done with this. Charge?
2: Um, I am happy to say that did not happen. Oh! absolutely within the realm of possibility, right? <laughs> I mean, any, anybody <laughs> who's had a teenage daughter knows that... They, that they can be very, very fickle. Oh, God, um, But yes. no, of the various ways my daughter has rejected me personally over right. the past several years as a teenager, this was not one of them.
0: And you're I'm saying she did reject you personally at times?
2: Oh, of course. You're what like, the, what yeah. daughter does, teenage daughter doesn't, that's that's like half the point,
0: right? Okay. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Okay. So what happened? All right.
2: Nothing. That was it. I just wanted to, you know, this, what we did 12 years of these, there was no big punchline on this. I'm just recommending it to other parents. This is a nice little tradition. You can build this family album that spans 12 years. And it's, I thought it was a great tradition. I wanted to share it for other
0: parents. Well, okay. That's great. I know that um, what we didn't have as kids and even my kids when they were younger, didn't have was the little first day of school placards that you fill in the blanks and they hold up in front of them before going to school. Today is my first day of, insert grade here, fourth grade. And someday I hope to grow up to be a this, this, and this. And my teacher's (laughs) name is so-and-so.
2: Right, right.
0: Like, I think that's a a wonderful thing. I kind of wish that was a thing when my kids were young, but my kids were young pre-social media. This is something that social media has pulled out of the culture because people want to have that to then send to their family members and friends and brag about their kids look how nice they yes. are well
2: of course they are yes. they all want to do that by the way I, I sent my daughter her picture from first grade and it was just this was unfortunately not in front of the school she's not holding up the one but just you so you know man you can't really see yeah, it look, i that.
0: can see it church yeah. i got yeah. it
2: yeah there she is that's awesome yep. that's that was the morning and first has
0: grade. she uh, has she committed to a college yet
2: uh she did the big college tours in the summer, went to 20 different oh, I, campuses. Oh, I
0: know, you yeah. told me about it. I'm wondering has yeah, she has together. she given no, the solid no. verbal as they say in college recruiting to a school?
2: Uh Northwestern is the is the top choice, but because apparently she's not interested in having a good football team. Okay. At her uh, at her school.
0: Does she Okay, did the quality of the football team matter one way or another with her?
2: No. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, in other words, (laughs) switched. So, in other words,
0: Daddy's entire life and existence predicated on football, and daughter doesn't give two bleeps.
2: No, but you know what she will do? She'll play video games with me and board games with me, and that is that is a win. In my that is a win. That's a
0: big win. Look, sports is a taste. It's a taste like it is for any food out there. Either have it or you don't, and you can't force it onto people. My my daughter Megan, she uh, also doesn't care for football, and even said so much on vacation this summer. She's like, I, I just don't get football, and that's when I went into yeah. that's when I went into dad splaining mode. Okay, because my my wife, who is not big into watching games or caring about who wins and loses, one of her favorite movies of all time is The Blind Side. So these recent allegations by Michael Orr that he was exploited really, you know, that hit her right here because she didn't like that. She loves the movie and it's a great story, no question about it, even if liberties were taken with the facts of the case involving Michael Orr, right? But here's the deal. I said to Megan, I tried to mansplain. Dad's, I tried to dad to her, right? I said, yeah. sweetheart, you got to understand, football is great for so many reasons because think about a football team. It requires at least 50-plus men, kids, college age. It's a big <laughs> endeavor, right? Yeah. You need a whole shitload of people. Unlike basketball, it's just the 12 best. And I said, the thing about yeah. football is, They need all types. They need the big fat guys who can block. They need the fast athletic guys who can catch. They need the smart guys who can play quarterback. They need the itsy bitsy little kicker who might be from a different country who can kick it through. And when he does to win the game, he's the hero of every fat kid, skinny kid, athletic kid, cool kid, bench players, starters, you name it. It's all like yay team. And the other thing about football is it is such a violent sport it requires full commitment oh yeah you cannot half ass football you're committed the practices are so miserable in the dead of summer <laughs> right they're so miserable like you will have to be committed no other sport is that way and in basketball it's always the tall guys it's 12 tall guys for the most part with maybe a quick point guard who's good at dribbling or shooting so it's very exclusive. And then the last thing that's great about football, and this is where the Michael Orr story comes in, is almost every program, high school program in America, will take anyone who wants to play. If they're yeah, basically, yeah. they need bodies, they'll, they'll say, okay, we can work with this kid. He's not really good. And that's the case with Michael Orr. They took him in. They said, "We can take you." And this kid needed a family. He needed something to look forward to. He needed affirmation. Yeah, what yeah. other sport provides all that?
2: Well, I mean, in theory, you can get it from the cross country team, but it's not the same. It just isn't. And it's more limited on, on the outside, right? Um, you know, it's uh, it's 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 different. I think the, the 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 added thing that I love about football that you didn't mention is. It's our soap opera. It's our drama. There's always a storyline. And a lot of times it's not as mundane as Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee, which he just did. Okay. Um, First of all, I
0: I saw the tweet this afternoon and it was like, well, that was fun. I guess guess my my season is over. And I knew that you had drafted Kelsey first, 1-1, which I would have done had I been 1-1 and i'm like oh shit what happened to kelsey so as of tuesday afternoon at 312 eastern time what the fuck happened to kelsey
2: well well all, what we know is it's an ex- we know it's a hyperextended knee a lot of the times this involves knee bruising and more often than not it's a 2 to 3 week injury oh. which is a big deal now in a regular standard normal everyday mundane fantasy league a 2 to 3 week injury is like fine you know i'll you know i'll be there and you know week 3 we'll be up and running but in a guillotine league This is a big deal. I mean, your teams are already thin because they start with 18 teams. And now to lose your first round pick is a big deal. Um, And I got to survive for a couple of weeks before he comes back. I mean, if if I don't, it's not just taking an L, it's potentially taking the ultimate L and having my season end. So this is a, it's a, oh, it's a disaster.
0: Yeah. It's a, that is, that is a big deal indeed. And happened in practice. See, last night during the draft, and I, I was picking, eighth I want to say in a whiskey league sound about right
2: yeah that sounds right you were in the middle
0: yeah and I ended up violently hating my team three picks in <laughs> I'm like this team disgusts me I'm like where are all the good players <laughs> why can't I pick I'm like is it my turn again fuck that guy's gone. That guy's, <laughs> gone that guy's gone that guy's gone but uh you know as uh as the draft is going on somebody picked Jonathan Taylor pretty late in the process
2: Yes. And they said,
0: basically, uh, I'm just going to I'm gonna hang in there and wait till week five, and hopefully he's playing. And my response was on the chat, what's a week five?
2: <laughs> Which is great.
0: Because <laughs> I don't think I've made validity. it to week five in the last two yes. years.
2: <laughs> yeah, that would have more validity had you not won this league First time. the year before that. So First time, though. You've made it all the way to the end once before on yeah. this. Your team... I don't know your team name. We're
0: so. not. Nope. We're not doing this. All right. Just suffice um, to say, I hate my team. You so don't need you to know who's time. on it. I'm not telling you right. who. Uh, telling people your fantasy team is akin to showing them your vacation pictures. It Nobody wants to see.
2: Nobody cares. Yeah. Uh, can I give you my second topic of the day? Topic two. You love because you love gadgets, technology. Oh, I want to show you nice. the newest, cutest video game console you're ever going to see
0: okay hold it up you for ready? me i'm watching you now, on our now, video for link. those
2: listeners that are not currently on uh, Streamyard with me and zabe right we're not, now we're not we're not actually everybody. streaming
0: live i'm recording this to push yes, out to social media later you're Go looking
2: ahead. you're looking for play date play.date.com.com uh, uh, but just play.date or zabe you get to just look at it Look at this little guy right here. It's tiny. Look how thin this is. Looks like look a Game Boy. To, looks like a Game Boy to me. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's black and white. It's throwback. It oh, is. Jesus. It weighs nothing, Zabe. Black now let me show you white. what makes this. It's
0: a, first of, of all, stuff. let me describe this. It is a square thing that is about the size of a small piece of bread, almost like a cocktail. Smaller.
2: Look at this. In the look at fits this in your palm.
0: Uh Literally you know no the it's me. the size of a coaster. how about that
2: yeah um you could you probably could just fit a uh a regular can of of beer or soda on this by size. It weighs nothing it, it has half
0: half of the screen is a sixteen by nine orientation play screen that is black and white and looks to be l c d crystals
2: it is black it is not backlit, so you need to play it in. Now let me give you, play it in uh, sunlight or have some good lighting. <laughs> let me show you what's oh, really cool about. And it's this. got a, it's hey, got this a, little thing on the side.
0: It looks like it's a a disc you put in. Oh no, it's <gasps> a little flag.
2: It's a crank, Zabe. You have a crank with which to play games like this surfing game right here.
0: It's look at this. It it, it looks like you're you're cranking a well. A, a tiny hand crank on the side, and that's, that's right. to play games with.
2: Yes, look at this. So, I can, in this case, I'm cranking my
0: little. <laughs> You're moving. I mean, the guy have to, it's all backwards
2: for me as I'm <laughs> oh, showing you this.
0: This is low def, non color, hand cranked, size of a Game Boy, only smaller. I would hope it's like 49 bucks tops.
2: No. It is $200 and the waiting list on it is almost two years. What? Uh, They've gotten a lot better. I think the waiting list now is down to like half. It's, I had to wait almost two years to get mine. Okay. Waiting list is now quite a bit better. Okay.
0: Hold on a second. Explain this to me. Who made this and why is it so expensive? Can you play with other people online? Does it have connectivity, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, 5G? What does it have for $200? The, pl-
2: the play date. here's what it has. It has almost none of those things. It does have Wi-Fi, <laughs> but mostly just for downloading games. I don't believe you can play in real time against other people. <laughs> um, and... It has a, uh, what makes it special is the ergonomics of it. It's a, it's the size, it's the way it feels. It's how incredibly light it is. You can just drop this in your pocket. It's smaller than your wallet. It's half the size Mm -hmm. of your phone. So you've got a video game, portable video game system that you can just throw in your pocket and forget about at half the size of your phone. (sighs) Take it anywhere. Battery lasts forever because it's not backlit. And it's it is just it's just kind of got some a little bit of magic to it. Play date again is what it's called, and it's and a
0: two-year it is- wait because they can't produce yeah. enough of these fast enough. Is this yeah. made by some Latvian goat herders that are just <laughs> catching up to 1992 uh, in terms of handheld game technology? Why would I want that when I could have on my phone? a downloadable version of GTA 5 in full high definition with incredible sound effects and two-player capability. Why would I want that instead of this?
2: Because some people just want simple games that you can <laughs> drop in your pocket and play. And it's got some real magic in some of these games. It's called Playdate. It's 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 a ton of fun. charge Right now, again, wait list is only like four months now. <laughs>
0: charge that is so pure you that is so on it's brand so i love it so much it's <laughs> it looks like a complete waste of 200 but you love it others love it uh god bless people for going the other way they're swimming upstream in the endless tide of technological advancement
2: it's very true yeah yep. so how about true. that Some people like the old school stuff
0: how, how about that game boy 3d that i bought once upon a time remember that
2: Yeah, how many times did you play it?
0: Not enough. And it was fake 3D. That was supposed to be the wave of the future. Whatever happened? Whatever happened to 3D TV, which was supposed to be the wave of the future?
2: So dead, right? And talk about something that users didn't want and they desperately wanted us to care about. Right? 3D and... That spawned the 3DS, which was a commercial success. They sold a ton of them, but everybody just turned off the 3D part on the 3DS. Yeah, I think
0: it, know, it gave it people had, seizures and migraines.
2: Right. Now, of, of note, they finally perfected now, and this is just in the last week, say, they finally perfected glasses-free 3D. So some people have finally figured out, like, how to make a 3D image so you don't need the glasses, I don't hmm. know if it, I, but maybe that whole thing is just passed. And if even if right now you went into Best Buy and you said, you know, I, I, I want a 3d TV. They're like, nobody wants a 3d TV, but yeah. if you didn't have to wear glasses. That'd, that'd be kind of cool.
0: I want a 3d TV. I want HD DVD, you know, the format that lost out to Blu-ray. <laughs> <a> little <laughs> I want a laser disc player. I had one. (laughs) I want an eight track. I want all the extinct technologies right now. Put them in my house. Well, look, the, uh, the thing that I want more than anything is for these broadcast entities and the live sports production companies to get up to actual four fucking K.
2: Yeah. Can we get 4k in our football games? Come on.
0: Not only are we not getting 4k in football, not pure 4k delivered from the site. Fox is still stuck on 720. That's what their broadcast standard is. It's considered high def, and I put air quotes in it, but barely. It's the shittiest kind. Unacceptable. And I'd say, you know what? They need to step that up, but everyone is now fighting for survival. The entire cable landscape, as you know, Charge, is crumbling like an iceberg, and it is a wild scramble for survival. ESPN is desperately looking for a sugar daddy to save them. They see the trend. They see where it's going. And now we're going to have we're a couple days away from the launch of Sunday Ticket on YouTube TV. I'm very skeptical that it's going to be a pleasurable experience right out of the gate. I think there's going to be a lot of glitches. I think there's going to be people complaining about stuff. Maybe it'll get there when it's all said and done. But I hurt inside as I get ready for football Sunday thinking my old days of just being able to put it on solid direct TV receivers and know the game is yep. coming is over it's over and it it's is never coming back
2: I know and it bothers me I don't like it and I can we talked about this last time I was on i can't I can't do my eight wide on direct TV's game mix now I had to go buy got to go to Best Buy I bought two
0: <laughs> TVs
2: so I can mount them right next to each other on mobile stands so that Good. I can do the four by four on each one and so I can what get size my games.
0: TVs Sixty six. That a boy, um, and they were probably we can, only five hundred and twenty nine bucks a piece. Three fifty. Three fifty. Dirt cheap chairs yeah. don't cost that cheap for your living no, I, room. I, I,
2: yeah, you're correct. I'm, we're going to spend more on the chair I need for this than than we are for the uh, on the for the TVs. Well, Here's look with robust
0: yeah. Wi Fi, I've been told that Sunday Ticket is going to offer up multiple four box channels. Yeah, so I think for the 1 o'clock games, Eastern, noon, Central, your time, you could four-box the big screen on the main projector and four-box the other two, and you'll have a surplus of boxes. You'll have 12 nope. for what yeah. is no more than a 10-game window, the 1 o'clock window typically.
2: Yeah, 10 is the most that they ever play, which is still too much. You know They'll do Agreed. 10 early games, and then 2 in the afternoon. You're like, what the hell? It's ridiculous that they do it that way, and I know why they do it, and it's boring, and it's all money-related. Well, they do, it, like-
0: they do it to goose the ratings of the game of the week, and they That's hope the game of the week is going to be a really good game, great. but they have no guarantee of that. It used to be they had so many great, iconic quarterbacks they could line up. They knew they were going to get people to watch. We're in a down cycle now for quarterbacks, yes.
2: Oh, you think so? I
0: yes. I think so. Well, yes, because the good quarterbacks are still unproven. Burrow hasn't won a championship. A Bear is still hamstrung by a shit organization that can't get out of its own way. Mahomes um, is obviously Mahomes. Josh Allen may have taken a step back last year. We'll see how he does this year. Lamar Jackson can't stay healthy. Aaron Rodgers is a 40-year-old, 170-pound vegan who's contact diverse <laughs> and is shit on long balls. <laughs> wow, you really turned on him quick, didn't you? I'm just stating facts right now. <laughs> And other uh, than that, and Jalen Hurts no. is still a coming on intriguing player.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think we probably look back fondly a lot of times and go back to, I don't know, pick an era that you want, Peyton, when there's Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and, you know, many others. I don't know. But I think you can go back right now and we're going to go back and go, wow. It was Joe Burrow against Jalen Hurts, against Patrick Mahomes, against Josh Allen and Justin Air Bear. This is, you know, those were great days. Those were great quarterbacks. Maybe Trevor Lawrence is going to be in that conversation. Maybe,
0: maybe. I just think that there was more bankable Hollywood stars that could open a movie, basically, back, say, 15 years ago. But I've not done the... I've not done the grid on this. I mean, but we're talking. It used to be Big Ben, Aaron Rodgers, Tony Romo, uh, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and those are just the top five right there. Other guys that have won a title that weren't super sexy, like Eli Manning, was in the mix as well. Peyton mm-hmm. and Eli. Speaking yeah. of which, have you seen the promo for the new Manning Cast?
2: I haven't. It's hilarious. Whoever writes their bits, it's so funny. I, and you know, credit them. You know, Omaha Productions for being. On top of this, they did Netflix quarterback.
0: They did this. uh,
2: This Manning cast bit is two and a half minutes. Um, My wife's watching this thing. Tears rolling down her face laughing so hard. Right. It's, you know, they've got they've got a little bit of magic with whoever they work with.
0: Well, I think it's the magic is in Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is just talented, talented at quarterback, talented at business, talented at being on camera. And I think about how this is now an important piece on the sports media landscape, right? The Manning cast? Oh, yeah, for sure. And so they do the promo for it, and next thing you see at the end of it is, here's the dates the Manning cast will be on, and you're reminded of, oh, yeah, it's not every week.
2: No, it's it's not. And, and, you know, it's their retirement. I don't blame them for not working every Monday night, but... You know what? It's they make that Manny Cast makes a bad game a lot more fun.
0: And why and, uh, do you think they don't do it every week?
2: Cuz they don't have to. They don't need the money. You know, I think they do it when their schedule is set such that they want to do it because that's all the more often they have to.
0: And why don't you think that they make Eli fly somewhere to sit in the same room as Peyton?
2: Because Eli has also made all the money in the world and, and he doesn't have to. They don't
0: do have it. to. And because they said, we'll do this, but we're only going to do it this way and we want control of it, because that was also something I think they held out on to, they were able to do it the way they want, which is probably the smart way. You know if ESPN stood this show up, lock, stock, and barrel, and if Peyton Manning and Eli were like, okay, we'll just do whatever you say, they'd have him in there every fucking week. Oh, of course they Every would, shit absolutely. game, and they'd run him through yeah. the ESPN car wash, where you'd be overexposed, and you'd be like, God, I'm sick of Peyton Manning. He was smart in that he realizes less is more sometimes, make him want for mm-hmm. more, and I don't need any of this shit, so I'll do the games that work for my schedule. Otherwise, I'm going on a golf trip this weekend, a hunting trip that's, that weekend, or I'm just sitting on my ass this weekend. And I love where you. It. Do see
2: Where you do see ESPN inject themselves into the show a little bit is they usually have three guests over the course of the show, roughly. True. And they'll drop some guests in. Typically, one of the three is somebody coming off a big game yesterday. Yes. So they might have that guy on. Then they've got random guests who I think they're just friends with and somebody that they, they clearly like. And then the third guest is some ABC star, some ESPN connection, some Disney connection, where that's where you see ESPN pulling some strings to get their people on the Manning cast to chat with the Mannings.
0: Yeah, to make it culturally broad. Here's a little snippet of the promo that dropped today. Um, what would you say are your strengths? We the best.
1: Dude. I'm just here because you guys have the most punchable face in the history of punching <laughs>
0: faces. <laughs> Mike Tyson. Wow. Was Reese Tyson? Witherspoon. Yeah. I mean, we're honored you'd even consider auditioning for the Manning cast.
2: Manning what? Oh, no, I was calling to bundle my home in auto. Aren't you the insurance guy?
0: So what would we know you from?
1: Have you heard of TikTok?
0: Sure. Olivia really? Dunn the LSU gymnast. Hi, Lil Wayne, Wheezy Baby, President Carter. I'm Peyton, and this is Lil Brother. (laughs) Let's get some sleeves on you, big boy. Pat McAfee trying to tape sleeves on him. I don't think the job's for me. I have no idea what this is, but I don't think I'm the right guy. (laughs) Well, we tried our best. Guess it's just the two of us again this season. Unless there's someone on that list who is just perfect for the job. Nope, not on this list. Mm-mm. Tom Brady.
1: You've been waiting here a long
0: time too. <laughs> With a dog. Talking to a dog,
2: presumably in the waiting room for the audition. Then they show the schedule
0: day. of games. Week one, four, five, seven, nine, no, ten, eleven. 11. I didn't get the many Cast job.
2: I guess I'll just come back and play football again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, So damn good. good. Thank you, Manning family, for doing that. So,
2: Do you think, was Mike Tyson doing a bit on Mike Tyson, or is that just really Mike Tyson's, the way Mike Tyson talks? Because it's been a while since I've heard the way he talks, and it it seems like he's over-exaggerating his own lisp.
0: No, I think that's really it, to be honest. I think that he, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's him. And I think when they tell him here, just read this line, he kind of stiffens up. It's not as natural as it otherwise would be. But who's going to coach him up and say, no, no, uh, (laughs) Mr. Tyson, do it this way. Right.
2: Well, somebody did it in Hangover, right? He was very good in Hangover.
0: Uh, Yeah, but limited scenes.
2: Correct. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to carry any movie, that's for yeah. sure. Fox, All
0: him. right, so any final thoughts before we're about to push off from shore here for football?
2: Give me, give me. How about this? It's our last time talking before the NFL games. Give me your Super Bowl prediction.
0: I did this last week with somebody I forget who, uh, and I said in the NFC it's cliched Niners-Eagles because I just see the NFC is incredibly down right now, except for those two teams. This time, though, the Niners get through and they beat the Eagles. And the AFC, I've got the Chargers and the Ravens
2: with a healthy,
0: resurgent Lamar Jackson, just to be different. So I, I was able to find a couple of non-sexy picks, although maybe the Chargers are a pseudo-sexy pick. Who is your final four? And so it'll be a Chargers-Niners, All-California Super Bowl. Uh, With the Chargers winning it.
2: Eagles are the best team in the NFL by a mile. Their roster is unbelievably good. I just bet them. I drove to Iowa over the weekend so I could bet them over 12.5 wins, over 13.5 wins, over 14.5 wins. And as the last team, last undefeated team, and I bet them to win the NFC.
0: Holy so, shit! You're leveraged to the nose
2: on I the Eagles. Eagles, baby! Oh, that roster's so good.
0: Who wins the <laughs> NFC North? Ah,
2: uh, I've switched to the. I I I still think it's the. I still think it's Lions, but I'm starting to get that 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 fan, that Vikings fan in me, is starting okay. to materialize reasons why it could be Minnesota. Who finishes so last? The, Lions- the Bears again. Bear, it's of
0: course the fucking Bears are going to finish last again. Right.
2: Everybody's high on the Bears right now. They're your way.
0: All right. Charge, as always a pleasure, still time to get into a guillotine league. I kind of like this stream yard setup. We might have to do this in the future.
2: Yeah. No, I like it too. Except all right, I buddy. See you in, i got to see you in yellow, which is not your color. It's, it really it's, it takes all the color. Mustard out
0: of the face, yellow too. Okay. Well, I'll yellow. work on that. And not like right. you're a heartthrob. All right. Get out of here. All right, Charge. <laughs> see you, buddy. Thanks. Yeah,
2: So that's our topic for
0: today. So good day. Good day. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no.